welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Devilish Dessert episode. This is May's episode, right? Yeah. Yes, May's episode. We're actually recording this kind of close to, or at least within like a week-ish of when it's supposed to come out, so it's the most recent that you've got for a while. (laughs) Uh, This is our second episode of the night, so we've kind of already done our how was your week thing, Yeah. and we can kind of sum that up. We both had moderately boring, slightly shitty weeks. What else is new? Yeah. Um, I've noticed that we've been very drab with our how is your week the past couple weeks. So yeah, yeah, not a lot going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I go fishing a lot now. <laughs> this is the thing I do. Yeah, with my husband. We don't catch a whole lot. But we drive a whole lot of different counties. But we drive a lot of places. <laughs> so we're getting ready to do that again tomorrow. Oh, fun. At least it's supposed to be warmer. Yeah. Instead of the random cold snaps and rain shit we're getting. Mm-hmm. Monsoon season. Isn't it supposed to freeze overnight tonight? It might. That's what he told me. It feels like it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Ohio weather, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> That's really all we have to say about that. Um, you gave us a kitten update. Did. Already in the last episode, they're doing good. Did they? Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, we're working on a logo. We should have that up sometime in the next week or two from this being posted. We have some new um, mascots uh, up in the studio with us. <laughs> uh, do you keep just moving them now? No. What do you mean? Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant the dolls. Fuck no. Because I didn't. Those things are gone, dude. Okay. I That was the very next day and they were gone. Uh, oh, okay. I don't want that shit in here. Oh, by the way, you know what she told me? She was like, oh, these were in the house in, I always forget, the house that she covered, that we covered. Mm-hmm. These were in that house. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thanks, Brandy. <laughs> right. Really appreciate it. <laughs> but <clears throat> why do you want me to be haunted? Why do you want me to be haunted, bitch? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> uh, no go- ghosty, spooky things have happened since coming into contact with those dolls. Um, we have two new paintings up here, and I'm going to start working on a third one here before too long. <clears throat> it is not a food, but it is very Baking with Booze-esque. So, I will take pictures of... Mr. Cheeses and my sexy avocado. Who's Big sh- Al. Big Al. It's <laughs> <laughs> showing a lot of leg. <laughs> um, so I believe we have two stories each for you guys this time. Yes. So Brie would await. Oh, we had to talk about the dessert. Yeah, I'm going to skip right over. I was what I made, even. I'm a big fan of cookies. Cookies are my favorite sweet treat. I don't want pie. I don't want cake. I fucking hate cake, actually. Um, 
I just cookies. So mm-hmm. I made some cookies. I made some, I don't believe they were vegan because of the chocolate chips in them. No, they wouldn't be vegan, so they were. But they are gluten-free because otherwise Brie would be half dead on the floor right now. Yes. Um, and even better than being vegan, they're literally three ingredients. Yeah, so I made chocolate chip banana oatmeal cookies, and all that was was a cup of gluten-free oats or whatever oats you have, two small ripe bananas smashed, and a handful of whatever chocolate chips you want to use. You smash your bananas first, then you throw the oats and the chips in, get that all covered, get it all mixed together, and then I just threw them on a parchment-lined cookie sheet. Um, I used a tablespoon to kind of, like, scoop it out, and then I just patted it in the shape of a cookie, kind of, and put it on there and in the oven at 350 for, I think it said 12 minutes. I probably did, like, 15 Mm. because I was just... I guess my cookies were probably a little thick. <laughs> T-H-I-C-C, thick. So it took a little bit more. They're not going to change color too much. Like, they don't, like, gold or crisp or anything. Just ever so slightly around the bottom of the edges do they change a little bit of color. Um, they are very chewy. but Which I like. Which you liked. I took a bite and I was like, ah, Absolutely. I don't think so. I don't like hard as a rock cookies, but I don't I don't know if I don't know. I just didn't like the texture of it. <laughs> it didn't gross me out, but it just wasn't what I wanted. But anyway, the taste was okay though. I mean it pretty much tastes like fucking bananas with chocolate chips in it. I was thinking of like other things you could do like peanut butter chips. Those would be good in that. Oh, yeah. Unless you're me. Exactly. I had a slightly different recipe. Mm -hmm. Very slightly different that I was going to use. And then I realized that it had peanut butter in it. Mm -hmm. And I can't use that because you're allergic to peanuts. Um, So then I freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Minutely. And, And then I found the recipe that I have that was minus peanut butter just had to get some gluten-free oats so yeah we're good but yeah you can also do butterscotch chips which might be good mm-hmm. i don't think white chocolate chips would be good i think it'd be too sweet maybe because of the banana already being sweet mm-hmm. you need a little bit of that yeah to counterbalance it yeah, yeah. like i only use semi-sweet chocolate chips mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah there you have it that made like eight regular sized cookies but it's easy enough to throw together that you can just make multiple batches of it if you want so those bananas that you're waiting to make banana bread that you're never going to make banana bread make cookies yeah pretty much it's uh a lot less time consuming Mm -hmm. and it's really easy especially if you're somebody that meal preps and you know yeah and it really doesn't take much time it doesn't take many ingredients and you have a pretty healthy Cookie. Yeah. Little, you, little sneaky snack. You could throw those bananas in a blender and then just dump it all out into the bowl and fold the rest of that shit in. See, I think that'd be more trouble than what it's worth because then you have to clean the blender. 
Yeah, but I hate smashing bananas with a fork. It takes forever. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. This is where I am impatient with things. The less I have to clean, the better. I would rather... I would rather blend up a dozen bananas and then dump a cup of water with a little bit of dish soap and hit blend. Okay, if you're making big batches, sure. But for what I needed it for, yeah, I there was no way. There's no way I'm sticking that fucker in a blender or a food processor. It was two bananas. I would still do it. I don't have the time. Especially when like You're killing me. Especially when cleaning the blender is that easy. Like seriously, folks, don't even bother with the like putting it through the dishwasher or this and that. Well, like if you've used it a couple times, do that. But like if it's just a quick clean, just put like you know your regular glass, like your 16 ounce, dump it in there, little couple pumps of soap, and then put the top back on and hit blend. She's a fucking cheater. And they fucking clean is themselves. What she is. Well, you know what? I did some fucking manual work for you today, smushing them fucking bananas. Yeah. So I appreciate instead it. Instead of schooling me, why don't you just fucking say <laughs> thank you for doing the hard banana work? I appreciate it because I would not have done that. You would have gotten fucking hilarious. You would have gotten banana puree. Is I what know. You would have and that's another thing. I was like, I didn't. I don't think I wanted it that smooth. I didn't want baby food. <laughs> Why are these fucking cookies so runny? Yeah. They're <laughs> oh, just all over the did place. Did Brie use the blender? Yeah. She sure did. I, I Absolutely. <sighs> I would not have smashed with fork because I can't Smashed be with fork. Cannot be bothered. Okay, well, we know who the astronaut and who the Neanderthal is in this sense then. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Hoity-toity. I, I just... There are some things... Like, I am a very patient woman, but there is just some things I don't have the fucking patience for, and smashing bananas with a fork is not one of them. Let me just say that I have noticed that as you get older, your patience wanes. It's my kids. I mean, I believe you. A thousand percent. I have a six-year-old and a damn near ten-year-old. Yeah. I ain't got time. I ain't got the time. I ain't got the spoons. I don't... I can't. I get it. I got a preteen in my household and then a six going on fucking... 45. 20. 20. Oh, yeah. Six going on 16. Full attitude. Just. Thanks, daddy. Yeah. You're responsible. I know you listen every week. You're responsible. You are responsible. This is the... Scene in The Lion King where Simba's going, Dad, 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 Dad. And and the uh, mom is saying, your son is awake. And he says, before sunrise, he's your son. No, when when he's annoying me, he's your son. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids, but I have dogs. And that's kind of how that works, at least with, like, Kida. Mm-hmm. Whenever she's being a good girl that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kida. You know, you're just, you're good. No, I never tell her she's a good girl either. Oh! I can't fib. Well, I do sometimes, I guess. Not too often. She's a big old pain in the ass. She's an old lady. I know she's an old lady, but... She's geriatric. I know she's geriatric, but I've never liked old people. (laughs) I know that that's ageist. I apologize. It is a... What's that called? Prejudice. Yes. 
that I don't have any plans I'm working on. In the near future, and that goes for dogs and people. Well, at least I tell her she's a good girl, I guess. Yeah, you and Mom tell her she's a good girl. She is a good girl. She's very quiet and polite. She's quiet when she's not whining because she's not covered by a blanket. Because she just uncovered herself. Okay? Again, she's geriatric. She has no fat. It's all... Fuck's sake. All freezing. All the time. It's all freezing all the time. Yeah. She is. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, that, that's, uh, Kita is Nate's dog, mm-hmm. as well as Lolo and Lolo's being bad. Get your girl. Get your girl. Yeah. When she's a good girl, though, she's mom's girl. <laughs> that's mom's girl. Now let's stop talking about her, because God knows we just heard her whining. Yeah. So, and the husband is trying to sleep, because, you know, it's 11.08. Oh, oops. Oops. Anyway, <clears throat> would you like to start us off with one of our listener stories? Yeah. All right. Okay, so we are going to start with Laura's story. I am going to preface this, since she didn't say this, that uh, she is a nurse, because she talks about being in a nursing home, but she doesn't say that she's a nurse. Hi, Laura. Hi. Right. I'm going to ask her. If she wants this said, but this is my future mother-in-law. I don't see why she wouldn't want it said. Either way, I'm going to ask her. I mean, I don't blame her if she doesn't want to claim you, though. <laughs> anyway, hi, Laura. We'll meet at um at the wedding. We shall meet soon. We shall meet soon. <laughs> Another redhead. Hey. You won't miss me. I'll be standing in between your son and future daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Laura says, one night working the graveyard shift at a nursing home, a resident passed away. I was working on another hall, so I came over to see the mortuary guy. I was hoping it was someone that my husband and I knew. I'm hoping that she meant the mortuary guy and not the dead person. I should have asked her. Extra spook. Two STNAs were sitting outside the residence room. I asked if... I asked my friend... Oh, if my friend was in there, and they said go check. The deceased resident was in the second bed, so she had a curtain pulled around her. I peeked in and saw a light... Oh, a light-skinned man. There is a little bit of something on the paper. Uh, A light-skinned man standing at the side of the bed with a buzz cut, light hair, and a navy blue shirt, jacket, and navy pants. I came out of the room and told the STNAs that that was not my friend. He was too light-skinned. They said, you better check again. I turned around and looked again. The guy in navy was gone and a short, dark-skinned guy with a gurney was on the other side of the bed, prepping to transfer the resident. This guy had not been in there a few minutes earlier, and I had never left the room. So Laura saw herself a spirit in the room with the deceased person. I don't like it. I have many a story from my time in a nursing home. I tell you what, all nursing homes are haunted as fuck. A thousand percent. 
Huh. It makes me wonder if the ghost was in, like, a part of the nursing home or if it was specific to the deceased resident. Yeah, I don't know. But it doesn't sound like it was the deceased person. No, I don't think it was the deceased person because I think she would have specified that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I think if I worked in a place like that, I would constantly be, like, second-guessing myself. Head constantly. Please don't stare into a corner. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, sorry, I was talking to my dog. Uh, I think I would I'd constantly be, like, peering around every corner, thinking I saw something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Real quick aside. Thank you, Laura, for your yeah, story, thanks, Laura. by the way. But real quick aside, something that happened, uh, (laughs) so there was a, when I worked at a nursing home, there was a resident who passed on her name that was Lolly. Mm -hmm. And Lolly would take the nurse's scissors straight off the cart, even after she passed. She did this in life, she did this in death. And so we were talking about Lolly at one point, and um, she was not one of my residents. She had passed shortly before I got there and my nurse is Brad he went out because we had been talking ghost stories for the past week and I worked second shift so it was dark Mm -hmm. he went out on his lunch break and he purchased a helium balloon with the weight Oh, nice. And put it down at the end of the hallway where there was a small vent that would just hit it just a little bit. I like this person. To make it move ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then when I went to go do bed checks, I'm like, what is that? What is that? Because it was silver. Mm-hmm. So you could just see that little glint of movement, and it was like a new moon night, so there wasn't a whole lot of light either. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, heart in my ears as I'm walking towards this thing to try and figure out what it is. And I get halfway down there and realize, it's a motherfucking balloon. And then I turn around, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he says, tell no one. And then starts going and individually getting nurses and aides to come look at this thing. To freak people out. How wooed. How wooed, indeed. Mm-hmm. But. It's funny. Very ingenious, but. Oh, sir. <laughs> it maketh me angry. Yes. That's funny. All right. Well, thank you again, Laura. I look forward to hopefully hearing more from you. Yes. I'm sure she has more stories. I am sure she does, too. Now, I am going to tell you a story. Anyway, um, I'm going to tell you the true story of a demon Furby. No. Which was very popular when we were children. Yes. Yeah. And had a resurgence not that long ago. Ugh. Yeah, they did. I don't like it. Yeah. He gives us um, a good bit of setup here. It was a rainy summer day when my friend Jeff and I found it. I had gone over to his place early, beating the downpour by about ten minutes. He greeted me at the door, looking over my shoulder at the angry purple clouds with a scowl that matched the sky. This sucks, he said. That looks like it's going to be bad, and the weather said it's going to last all freaking day. 
He backed up as I stepped inside. So what are we doing, I asked, looking around his place. It was a mess. I know I have always believed in keeping a place clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy, but even for me, this was pushing it. It looked as if somebody had picked up his entire house and shaken it like a snow globe. <laughs> Clothes and random objects, both large and small, littered the carpet, posing at least a moderate danger of tripping over any one of them. He turned his head first this way than that, scanning the room and tucking his lips in over his teeth in embarrassment. We could play Mario Party or Smash Brothers, he mumbled, or watch a few movies. <laughs> Dude, how about we do some purging, I suggested, cutting across his next thought. You know I'm not the cleanest guy in the world, but you have a lot of hardwood floors. If I trip and fall over something, I'll probably bust my face open, and that would ruin my meal ticket. <laughs> he gave a quick bark of laughter and shrugged his shoulders. Yeah, okay, fine, but if we're gonna do that, we gotta do the attic too. There's a shitload of boxes up there full of who knows what, and I've been meaning to do to do that just to see what I can find. Fair enough, I replied. We swept through the house, room by room, starting with the kitchen. I figured it was as good a place as any to start, especially given the slight odor coming from the dishes in the sink. Damn, oh. damn, man, does Jeff know you're throwing him under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> we decided to leave the, his bedroom alone, though, even though it had the look that a clothes hamper had exploded in it. Oh, I've always believed that a person's bedroom can be kept as clean or as messy as they like, and only they should be able to decide when and how to alter it. I agree. I agree heavily with that, because you know what? My bedroom was, to everybody else, messy when I was a child, but I knew where everything was. I called it organized chaos. I disagree from a mother's standpoint, because my son, seriously, it just gets louder. It just... <sighs> well, as a mother, yeah, because you have to help your children keep track of their stuff. Exactly, because they don't know where anything is, and I need a large walking path. You Thank are you. also raising boys. Yes. Who have the tendency, I believe, to be a little bit less great at housekeeping. <laughs> Unfortunately. So I, I knew where my stuff was mm -hmm. in my room. So it was my organized chaos. And anytime I cleaned it, I couldn't find anything. Okay. Well, that's fair if you're keeping track of your own shit. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, da -da -da -da. It took us about three hours, but we finally made it to the attic. The stairs cried out as we climbed in silence, already sweaty from our efforts. My head drooped dramatically as we reached the top. There wasn't swing-a-cat room, let alone navigate our way around the entirety of the attic. There was a square about five feet wide in front of the stairs, so of course that's where we started. Jeff opened the first box, glanced at its contents, and declared it to be trash. So I carried it to the bottom of the stairs and placed it next to the door. The next box received the same designation, so down the stairs it went. The third box was where we found it. Jeff opened this one up, and at first his face lit up. Dude, he exclaimed, check it out. It's all the cool old shit from when I was a kid. He started pulling out toy after toy, each one bringing back more nostalgia than the last. Street sharks, extreme dinosaurs, Mighty Max, even a creepy crawly set. Then it happened. He pulled out a solid black Furby and turned red. I snickered. Dude, you had a Furby? No, he replied. I swear this was my sister's. I don't know how it ended up here. I snickered again. Yeah, okay, I said, looking back at the Furby. One of its eyes was rolled back in its head, creeping me out even more than regular Furbies did. Ugh. Ugh, those things give me the creeps. You think it works after being at the bottom of a toy box for God knows how long? No, he said, shaking the thing. The battery cover looks like it's melted or something, and it doesn't feel like there's any... Unyalule do. <laughs> 
do you want to play? The thing piped up from Jeff's hand. Both of us froze. I could feel my eyes slowly turning to dinner plates as I watched Jeff's do the same. (laughs) Any what? I wheezed. The batteries he croaked back. I felt the terror on my face as we both stared at the thing in his hand. We both looked at each other and came to the same conclusion. Microwave. We tore ass back down the steps, somehow without falling and breaking our necks, ran down the upstairs hallway, down to the first floor where we got caught in the kitchen door as we both burst in at the same time. Jeff still had the thing in his hand, (laughs) now clutched so tight that it was turning his knuckles white. I opened the microwave and he threw it in. It crashed against the back and tried to fall back out as I slammed the door shut and set the timer for ten minutes. (laughs) Uniway, (laughs) loniway. (laughs) go to sleep now it squawked and then fell silent after about two minutes it started to smoke a few minutes after that flames burst out just above its eyes and it began to melt by the time we finally opened the door it was a mound of burned fur and melted plastic i bet that smelled awesome yeah (laughs) jeff and i looked at each other and breathed a sigh of relief true we had ruined his microwave but no evil toys would have our souls that day oh The worst part is the melted battery cover. Yeah. Like, you're not taking these out now. Mm Mm-hmm. Funny enough, my brothers did the same thing. After being in the toy box for several years. I remember I had a Furby. I don't remember what happened that it started creeping me out. But either way, it ended up in, like, the back of my closet under a big mound of, like, clothes, toys, whatever else... And it had pro- it was probably years by the time I came across it again. And I don't remember it ever doing anything, but it went straight in the trash anyway. Mm-hmm. So I am fortunate that I did not have an experience with a Furby, as many other people I have heard yes. have. Yes. I would like all your demonic Furby stories. Yes, please, no, I, yes, give them to Brie. I'll let Brie read those. Okay. Yeah. The author of the last story actually has a book that he and a friend of his authored called Wine Night at the Asylum, which is a very spooky read, by Liam Chambers and Heather Valet, I believe it's pronounced V-E-L-E-Y. But you can check them out on Amazon, eBay, Goodreads, wherever you find books. All right. Well, thank you to Mr. Chambers for sending us your creepy fucking Furby story. (laughs) Now we'll give it back to you for your second story. For our last story, right? Nope. Nope. Just kidding. (laughs) I got one more. Yeah. This one is called The Curious Torso. Uck. Let's just say uck. (laughs) Right fucking now, okay? Back in middle school, at about 13 or 14, or I'm sorry, 12 or 13 years old, I was hanging out with my cousin a lot since they went to the same school as me. On one of the weekends, I stayed the night over at his house. Nothing out of the ordinary happened the night before. We all hung out, and I got caught up with what was going on with my family, as they were a part of the family we didn't see too often. My cousin and I decided to watch TV downstairs and stay up late. We eventually passed out downstairs, him on the couch, and I was on the floor. 
I took off my glasses and set them somewhere in my sleep stupor. The night went by fine, no storms or loud noises. In the morning, while lying on the floor, I started feeling a poking in my side. I started to wake up some, but I was... <laughs> Sorry. A poking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, now you know what it feels like to be us. <laughs> Sorry. But I was still tired, so I wasn't focusing. I groaned and grunted a bit, but the poking kept going. I eventually said, go away, Hannah. Hannah was my younger cousin, only about three or four at the time. I said this because the silhouette I could see was not that tall. Mind you that I still do not have glasses, still not, well, still do not have the glasses back on, and I am just shy of being legally blind, so everything is all fuzzy, so all I could make out was the shape of who was there. After I said this, the figure started to walk, quotes, walk away. That's when I noticed that the that it was moving odd. As I sat up a little to try and look oh as I sat up a little to try and look better, still without glasses, the figure was quote walking away on its hands. Okay. From what I could make out, it looked like a person, not a kid, but they were missing their legs and quote walking away by waddling away on its hands. I turned and grabbed my glasses, but when I looked back with them on, the figure was gone. Needless to say, I didn't go back to sleep, and luckily it was close to being morning. Once everyone was up, and we were all getting ready, like getting dressed and stuff, their mother was making breakfast while we all discussed what we were going to do for the day. One of the family members asked how I slept, as it was the first time staying over there. I proceeded to tell them it was good, except for what happened in the morning. They didn't look baffled or shocked. I would have been. You motherfuckers knew? <laughs> you yeah, knew? My other cousin just said that the figure had been there for a while. He also stated that he saw the legs of the figure a week or two before when he was in the basement and the legs were going up the stairs. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> Where the fuck you going, bro? Without your fucking eyes and shit. <laughs> I can't walk up the stairs without fucking tripping with all of my shit intact. And you're walking up with no fucking top to you? Well, that's just the worst part, that they obviously move independently and intelligently. Independently. <laughs> I don't like it. Although I guess if you have, like, two tasks to accomplish... Mm-hmm. You send, like, half of you to do something and the other half to do another. Apparently it's Poke Kid and the other one's doing laundry. The legs are the laundry one? I guess so. Cause I'll take down, the legs. Going down the basement. I'll take the legs. Is that all? Yes. That's all, okay. Um, well, I don't like it. <laughs> Which means it's good stuff. The Curious Torso. Yeah. Wonderful title. So that came from who are we allowed to say? <laughs> this came from our master wordsmith, my lovely fiance, Chris. Okay, yep. Thanks, Chris. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, my love of my life. We'll talk about it later. Love of my life. 
my moon and stars. Hey, he's my love of my life. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I just say weird shit to try and creep him out. It doesn't work very well. I know. It catches him off guard sometimes. Yes. Like, she yelled down the stairs one time, I love you. He's like, uh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So, the last story of the night that I have comes from a comes from Darren, who we have heard from before. He, I believe he was on our first listener story episode. Yes. So he found some time to send in a couple more, and we are going to uh, put two of those on the banner, and I'm going to tell his first one here. He says, so my next story comes, this next story happened while he was living in West Virginia. Okay. He said, one night I was riding my four-wheeler down my road, which was called Ravenswood Pike. It's very creepy in the dark, which, I mean, being everything's creepy in the dark. Especially in West Virginia. Especially in West Virginia. Mothman gonna take you away. Also, if you hear banjos... You you drive the four-wheeler faster. Drive faster. Actually, it's probably the neighbors. (laughs) It's just your neighbors. (laughs) It's just all of your neighbors. Every single one of them. All of them. Yeah. Surround sound. (laughs) Oh my. I'm riding along. I'm going about 45 to 50. I start hearing what sounds like horse hooves on the pavement. I think nothing of it because, well, for one, it's West Virginia. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't your neighbors. It was Katie and Marie. <laughs> With coconuts. <laughs> With coconuts. Yo. Okay, sorry. Mm, mm, I think nothing of it because, well, for one, it's West Virginia, and two, I know people that ride their horses at night down here. I come to a spot where I have to stop because there's cross traffic. They never stop, apparently, and there's no stop sign there. I can still hear the horse hooves in the distance. It's a full moon, it's late July, a nice warm night. So I make sure no one's coming, and I go ahead and I hit my throttle and take off. I get back up to speed, and I start hearing the horseshoes again, a lot closer this time. I turn my head to look back, and there is this massive black horse with what looks like a headless figure riding on the back. Oh, goodbye. My brain goes into overdrive, because I remember my grandma telling me about the headless horseman on Ravenswood Pike. One legend... Throat gave out. One legend says it was a postman who was robbed, and they cut off his head and took it with them as proof that none of the packages that... He was carrying got delivered. What? I know, I didn't understand it either. They they took his head... To prove that none of his packages got delivered? To prove that he wasn't able to do his job because you took his motherfucking head? Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Another legend of this headless horseman stated that it was a man... Who got his head chopped off because he was the lover of someone's wife. That one. Seems more likely. Yes. Either way, I gunned the throttle and reached about 75 miles per hour. I'm going through twists and turns like it's nothing, panicking at the same time. Because I have a headless horseman on my ass end. The faster I went, the faster this thing went. I get to my property and I pull the handlebars as hard as I can to the right and lean into the turn heavy. Like I go past my gate and then I stop the four-wheeler. I look back expecting the headless horseman to be right there, but for some reason he couldn't come up the driveway on the property. And then I remember that my grandfather had crosses all the on the archway to the driveway and all along the road 
I remember that my grandfather had crosses on the archway to the driveway and all along the road. All along the road, there was a spread of crosses and everything that he had put there over the years, he never said why. He put a bunch of crosses up and never told anybody why he did it. Short story. After about five minutes of sitting there trying to catch my breath because I just sucked wind at 70 miles an hour, I look over my shoulder before I start my four-wheeler again and the headless horseman is gone. I told my grandma about the ordeal and she goes, I guess you learned your lesson about driving your four-wheeler in the middle of the night on a full moon, didn't you? Why you no tell? <laughs> well, maybe she did and he just chose to go against her warning. Hmm. Does that sound like something our friend would do? Yes. And, yes. and her, her response is so very her, because I know this woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much avoided that activity on full moons for a while. Only on full moons, I would have just completely nixed it. Yeah. <laughs> You're braver than I. There were nights that we would stay at the cabin at the end of the property, and you would still hear hooves going down the road back and forth, but you would look out and there would be nobody there. End story. See, now, yeah, I, I wouldn't go out after dark then. Not down the road with my four-wheeler. Yeah. Well, plus knowing this person, he was probably out around, uh, you know. Which an hour? Yeah. Let's just say you're damn lucky that you were on something that could go that fast. Yeah. Precisely. I, I can understand fancying a little gallivanting about you know in the evening hours it's beautiful outside there's a full moon you want to be outside mm -hmm. which is all there is in west virginia mm -hmm. and you know i understand fucking 10 11 o'clock it hits 11 30 i'm gonna head out yeah i'm gonna go home because shit tends to get a little creepier from midnight to like four o'clock yeah so things start happening yeah anyway that is one little story from Darren, and I have another for next time. Hooray! So thanks, Darren, for your story. Thank you. You seem like a fucking hotbed magnet for creepy shit, so keep getting out there and exploring. Keep feeding us content. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yep, that is what uh, we have. Thanks, everybody, for sending in your stories. So we uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Begging with Booze. And you can send us your listener stories or recipes into baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. We will see you again in another month for another episode of Devilish Desserts. We hope you have a good month ahead, and we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye.